Hey listeners, this is the Spotlight on Grace podcast, where we're focusing on what's happening at Grace Church and how God's grace is making a difference in our lives. I'm your host, Burr Bolton, and also here um, co-hosting today is Pastor BJ. Yes, finally, my opportunity to take control <laughs> and run the podcast. No, okay. so <laughs> um, we are in, do you know what season we're in? Like 73? No. Does it feel like it's been that much recording? I have no idea. Okay, we're in season four, and we've been talking about the launch retreat and all the people that came and presented at the launch retreat. And, of course, it was a brilliant idea of Tanya's to have them come and record what they did, which I like because I couldn't get to all the breakout sessions, but also to make it available to our listeners So because there's some great stuff that they shared. But who is here today with us? BJ, you want to introduce her? We have Shana Caddy here today. That's right. And if you, hi, Shayna. Hi, BJ. <laughs> Shayna, where are you normally when you're not here and off during the summer? You're and, oh, I'm at college, right? Because she's I'm a college, college girl. What college? All of it Nazarene up in Illinois. That's right. So yeah, yeah. So she spent the summer here with us, obviously, because yes. she came home because her mom and dad live here. You know, yes, she Pastor is the, Jason and Tina. Yeah, <laughs> she does. She is the daughter of Pastor Jason and Tina. So. Yeah, take, like, that, take that as you will. Take yeah. that as you will. Yeah, so she was here and home for the summer, and because you have some ministry focus as yeah. your college degree, right? Yeah, my major is Christian education. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. so she was actually our intern. Yes, she has been our summer intern, and she has been doing everything. So she's been busy with helping Pastor Ray with camps and Deeper Weekend and NYC. NYC. And then she has worked alongside Lauren a little bit and me a little bit. She's been writing all of Jason's sermons Every for him. Every single one. All of his Every sermons. So Oh, wow. Yeah, that's like, good. So she hasn't been so. writing the whole sermon, but she's been doing a lot of his study <laughs> no, work I'm just for kidding. him that's and giving funny. him notes. She actually. Way to so, go, Shayna. You need a raise. <laughs> yeah. So. That's it. BJ, do you hear that? I, I heard that and I'm kind of. <laughs> I don't know if my 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 uh, earphones are working quite yeah, right. I'm not Shana sure needs a race. I agree. She's doing I great. Agree. Although she's fixing yes. to go back to college. She's fixing to go back to college. So, so you people so are going to have to get back to work. Yeah. So okay. we got to get back so to doing our own work. Well, it always bothered me with interns that it's usually the go get me some coffee. And <laughs> I don't like that. So it's like. Well, because they're not here to learn how to make coffee. Right. Right. So. We yeah. like just, here's the deep end of theology. Jump in. <laughs> well, I got to spend the week with Shana at NYC. Um, and not that I didn't know her before, but I feel like I got to know her a little better on that trip. And I get to see her from a far lead over in teen ministry. And I just want to brag on you for a second. Oh, I know boy. that this is not what you hear, <laughs> but we are big Shana Caddy fans at my house. Thank you. Um, because I just see how relevant you are because you're closer to the age of the teenagers but you're a leader and you, you were that way even when you were in the youth group. So I just want to tell you that I see um, a bright future ahead of you because you're already leading and serving and growing in the ways God wants you to. And so I appreciate you as a mom watching you um, lead my daughter because she loves you too. <laughs> and so anyways, well, stop bragging on you, but BJ's a big fan of you too. So just yeah, Shana's like Thanks. my favorite caddy. <laughs> 
Oh, wait. That is now do, recorded. Do we need to edit that out? Pastor Jason's <laughs> probably going to listen to this, and he's your well, boss. That and my little brother works for him, too. So <laughs> what is this that. about? What is this about? But anyway, so I just wanted to put that out there, um, that Shana is awesome. So, But Thank she you. did lead at the launch retreat, which is really saying something, because she is young as far as she hasn't had that many birthdays, but I think she's <laughs> old in wisdom. And so um, her, what was the title of yours, Shana? You said it's the fear. The fear that moves you. Yeah. And so. the, the little tagline was taking the fear Satan had in, has instilled in us and turning it into godly fear that propels us to lead in a godly light. Yeah. That's a big little mouthful. But anyways, I know I know you you fleshed it out really well. So I'm going to let you take over leading and, and we may interrupt and ask questions yeah, or please comment. Please do. Please yeah. do. So I started out with the idea of like, what is your greatest fear? So do either of you have, well, actually BJ was in my session. So I know his greatest fear. So Burr, what about you? Um... Like, just, what did you say, BJ? Carnival rides. <laughs> oh. Like, and then we had to get down to the description as to what that means. Whether okay. it's like yeah. roller coasters or yeah. okay. fairs yeah. or. Well, so if we're just talking in general, like things that most people are afraid of, like. No, no, no. What are things. you afraid of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's okay. what I'm saying. Okay. Like, I have the surface level stuff, like, um, like I'm deathly afraid of snakes. Um Ooh. Big time. Like Snakes I won't even, over spiders any day. Yeah, I won't even go in and look at them like in the zoo, That's like aquarium crazy. area. It freaks me out so much. Um, so, yeah, I'm not a big fan of snakes. But if we're talking about like on a more deeper level, like something tragic happening to my family. Mm-hmm. Um, That's what Pastor Ray said too. Yeah. Just tragedy overall. Yeah. So that, I mean, both of those things can could keep me up at night depending yeah. on which one enters <laughs> my mind yeah the carnies putting the rides together in a day really freaked me out that people get <laughs> but on but you also rides. you also said like yeah i don't want to ride any rides roller really, coasters honestly. in general yeah, yeah. like it's true ones yeah. that i've been up for years yeah, getting, and are yeah. perfectly safe yeah because he has yeah. trust issues i have trust issues mm. i count <laughs> the rivets i count the rivets missing on the plane's wings when you're flying oh yes because there are rivets missing i all right just so you know next time you're flying well, maybe that maybe you should add that to your list of fears. Yeah, maybe. A, I don't know. <laughs> okay, so after that, after we talked about what your greatest fear was and like how to go about that that kind of thing, I gave a list of random fears that I like had looked up on the internet, mm-hmm. and I think my favorite one that I found was the idea of coinophobia, which was the fear of rooms. And then I proceeded to ask the question, "Where do you sleep?" Because if you're afraid of a room... Yeah, what do you do? I don't know. I thought that was weird. Um, yeah, that or, one's weird. This <laughs> weird. Sorry, I just, probably in, I just probably insulted someone who's listening. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> where, really, I'd, I'd like to know where you sleep. Yeah. Um, but then there was the idea of octophobia, which is the fear of number eight. Um, so if you're typing on a computer... Do you scratch out the number eight or what do you do? Yeah, what do you, How do you learn to count? Octophobia. Yeah. Interesting. Like, do you like freak out when somebody goes eight? Right. Like, do you jump? How does that do work? Run away? <laughs> I don't know. What if you're an Enneagram eight and you come walking in a room? Does it just Ooh. automatically scare them? I don't or know. like, what if you yourself have octophobia and you're an Enneagram eight? Oh, how does that work? I don't know. Scary. This could get really bad. <laughs> So after that, I presented the idea of the fear of public speaking or social situations or leading, which all falls under the same category that is called glossophobia. 
um, which is my greatest fear. So when I got the chance to speak at Launch Retreat, glossophobia was well represented. <laughs> so public speaking is your greatest fear, Shana? It's one of them, yeah. Yeah, and you did it? At I the did do lo- it. I know, look at you conquering. Yeah. That's a lot of people's. Wouldn't yeah. you say that's the majority yeah. of most people's like number one fear? I'd assume so. It's yeah. just scary to get up in front of people because, you know, we're yeah. judgy people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then I went into my testimony, which kind of talks about how I'm a pastor's kid and how I got to the point I am today in my faith and how fear played a large role in where I'm at now with how I want to do ministry and um, go into ministry and my major and all that sort of thing. Um, Because originally I wanted to be a teacher, and then the Lord was like, hey, I want you to speak for me. And I was like, "Mm, no thank you, Lord. And then eventually I got to the point where I decided to say yes, and I haven't looked back since. And so it's just been a, a blessing and... Um, a little scary at the same time, but the Lord has provided through every step. So it's been good. It's been a journey, but the Lord is there and he's with me. So yeah, that's been fun. And then I went into the story of Gideon, which is Judges chapter six and seven is where I read from. So I'll go ahead and read from there if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I started out with verse one, but to kind of trim things down a little bit. We'll start out in verse 11, in which it says, The angel of the Lord came, and he sat under the oak that was in Ophrah, which belonged to Joash the Abizrite. His son Gideon was threshing wheat in the winepress in order to hide it from the Midianites. Then the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, The Lord is with you, valiant warrior. And I stopped here because the idea of valiant warrior and... Gideon hiding in the wine press is so important because God calling him or naming him Gideon, which means valiant or mighty warrior, is so sarcastic in a way because he's <laughs> a man full of fear and he's hiding in a wine press because he's scared of life outside. And um, I just think that the Lord was a little bit sarcastic, but also it was a way of God speaking into Gideon and saying, hey, you are more than your fear and you're more than hiding from life. Like you are a mighty warrior and I want to use that to your advantage. So then moving on to verse 13, it says, Gideon said to him, please, my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened? And where are all his wonders that our fathers have told us about? They said, hasn't the Lord brought us out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and handed us over to Midian. The Lord turned to him and said, Go in the strength you have and deliver Israel from the grasp of Midian. I am sending you. And I think that idea of I am sending you is so important because once again, he's calling him a mighty warrior and sending him into life and out of the wine press. Mm -hmm. And there's so much behind that. And um, I just think it's so important that we allow the Lord to speak so much life into us in the midst of our fear and in the midst of us hiding in a cavern. Um, It's so important to listen for what the Lord is saying, saying, hey, I'm ready to walk into life with you. And there's so much greater outside of this cave you're hiding in. So I thought that was important as well. And then in verse 15, it says, please, Lord, how can I deliver Israel? Look, my family is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the youngest in my father's family. Verse 16 says, but I will be with you, the Lord said to him. You will strike Midian down as if it were one man. And I brought up the idea of how King David, um, which is 
where Jesus's bloodline came from, um, was also the youngest in his family, and he did a lot of wrong things, but David was very useful in God's story and the way God used the Israelites and the way he brought Jesus into this life. And um, he, like, that just made me think of David when it said, and I'm the youngest in my father's family, because David wasn't supposed to be chosen. And we had just talked about that in the journey um, in 1 Samuel 16. And so I kind of correlated that with Gideon's story because... Gideon's like, no, 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 I want to stay in my cavern. I'm the weakest, I'm the youngest. And then in verse 16, it says, but I will be with you, the Lord said to him. And so just that reminder that the Lord is willing to walk through every battle and every fear with us. And he's Mm -hmm. ready to, once again, just walk us out of the cavern. So, and then I'll go ahead and skip down to verse um, 22 in which it says, when Gideon realized that he was an angel of the Lord, he said, Oh no, Lord God, I've seen an angel of the Lord face to face. But the Lord said to him, Peace to you, do not be afraid, for you will not die. So Gideon built an altar to the Lord there and called it, The Lord is Peace. Um, And I just think that's so important because the Lord is ready, willing, and able to be our peace and to be our life and our joy and our hope and and. He is a life full of no worry because when we hand it over to him, when we walk out of the cave into that life, he's so ready to be there with us and walk alongside of us. So in the end of Gideon's story, he ends up defeating this army of thousands with just 300 men Mm -hmm. because the Lord started out by saying, hey, you're a mighty warrior you're greater than hiding in this cavern. And so that was just kind of the overall basis of what I talked about. And well, I love it because, um, the podcast just right before yours was Lauren's where she was talking about honoring others. And she talked about, we honor others because God honors us because he sees our worth And so we can honor other people, even if they're acting in not honorable ways because of the worth that God places in them. And like, that's exactly what you're talking about. God did not call Gideon um, the way that he was. He called out what he saw in him and what he could be. The Lord, when the Lord calls us, he's ready to equip us with what he calls us for. Yeah. Because he knows what we can be. Right. He knows what we can do. And I think he looks down on us and goes like, you're created in my image. Mm -hmm. Like I've created you for this. Mm -hmm. And like whatever weakness you think you have, whatever fears you think that you have, we can overcome them together. Right. And just put your trust in me and we will overcome these things. And it's just amazing to me how throughout scripture, we're, we're seeing this time and time again, where God uses the youngest son, Mm -hmm. God uses the weak, God uses, you know, God, yeah, God God uses Shana, who's (laughs) number one fear is public speaking. Right. Right. Those sorts of things. Right. And, and, you know, I mean, even when God comes down as Jesus and, and inhabits, being a man, he does it in Nazareth. He doesn't do it in New York City. Right. I mean, well, there right. was New York. No, there was no New York City, <laughs> but, but Jerusalem, Jerusalem or whatever the capital, or whatever the or, biggest city was yeah, right. at the time. Like that's not where. And not in a castle. Nobody, or, no. nobody wanted to be in Nazareth. Right. No. no. Right. Nobody. Was, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
I love it. That's yeah. good yeah. stuff. Well, it's a good reminder to us that that God will be with us, but also to call out good things that we see in other people because right. a lot of times they need to be reminded of them. I think Absolutely. Gideon needed to be reminded of yeah. what he could be. So, yeah, that's good yeah, stuff. Because society is going to point out the negatives. Sure. Like, Absolutely. here's the things you're failing at, you know, instead of here's right. what you can be and here's what you're good at and here's what God has prepared you for. Right. right. Sure. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, I also talked about the idea that it's not about what, like BJ was talking about earlier, it's not about what you and I can do, but it's about what God is ready to do in us. So I prompted them, said, hey, what if you wanted to start a small group? Go ahead and do it. I know you're scared a little bit, and I know you have questions and fears of what if I don't answer the questions right, or what if I don't know the Bible well enough, but it's not about you. It's not about the comfort of sitting in that wine press or in that cavern. Mm -hmm. It's about saying, yes, Lord, here I am, use me. Just Mm -hmm. like Isaiah said, and like it's said throughout the whole Bible, or like Abraham and throughout, yeah. Throughout scripture. Yeah. So sometimes it's about being obedient too. Like, yeah. Even if you fail miserably at it, like you were obedient to what God asked you yeah. to do, you know? Right. And he takes that obedience and he runs with it. Yeah. Because, like my dad had said a couple Sundays ago, partial, de- partial obedience it's is just disobedience. Yeah. Disobedience. Yeah. So when we give the Lord our hearts and our obedience, he's going to take it and he's going to use it to the greatest of his abilities because he got something so great in store, despite the fear that Satan has put in to us. So that's good. Yeah, that's good. So that was that pretty much your talk. That was it. It was good stuff. Thank you. Yeah. I'm sure that 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 about sums it up, BJ. Yep, that was she summed it up very well. Oh yeah, because you were in her. I was in. The, I was actually in there. That's so, right. Yeah. That's right. I didn't get to go to that one. This I had to choose between time. her and Pastor Lauren. It was really hard, but I was like, yeah. you know what? I'm going to hear them all on the podcast. So it was yeah. good. True. Well, thank you for coming and sharing and yeah. sharing at the launch retreat. I know that God will use things that He puts in you and tells you to talk to people, and so I know that that He'll use this because Tanya said she's already heard great comments about your workshops. Yeah. So that's good. That's good. God's using you. So thank you for stopping by to tell us what you talked about. And I love this because every episode I end with exactly what Shana was just talking about. Did you know that? I did. You did? But I'm going to read the whole thing this time. Oh, you're going to read the whole thing. Because I think it's important because of what we just talked about. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me.